We're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm Daniel Harmon, Chief Creative Officer at Harmon Brothers and your host. And my guest today is Sarah Snow. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, so give us, if you can, a little bit of your background. Like, mm -hmm. how did you end up in this place where you are now, where you've got basically your personal brand, Sarah Snow, and where you're making these videos to really kind of help uplift people, help inspire them? Mm -hmm. How did that come about? Um, I think that, well, I started making videos for brands when I was 19. I joined a wow. startup, um, and it was right after... I spent two years volunteering in an oncology ward in a hospital. Oh, okay. So I did that for two years and... Uh, Just like full-time? Full-time because I grew up in Israel and over there you have to do like military service when you turn 18. Okay. But there's an option to do what's called national service, which is oh. like volunteering instead. And so you kind of took that route? Yeah. Oh, okay. So Very I cool. said, I mean, like I just didn't really see myself in like a security role, but I thought I was going to go to medical school. so. I like just took the opportunity of volunteering in the oncology ward and um, I had no idea what to expect and I had no idea how difficult it was going to be. Hmm. But it was like the first time in my life, because like I was a little bit of like a troublemaker in like high school and stuff. Okay. Um, and this was like the first time where like I had to really just sit and listen and like learn from people and learn about their experiences and what they went through in life. and. I learned some of like the most valuable lessons from that experience. And, you know, I also grew up in a household where my father is a cinematographer. So, oh, okay. Yeah. He's a filmmaker. He's a filmmaker. So since mm -hmm. I was like a baby, capturing moments that were like sentimental and important was something that was like second nature to me. So I sort of took those skills. And then when I went to my first job, I wasn't even supposed to make videos. I was just hired to do like customer support. And then I just... You're like, I'm going to do my own job. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I did it and like it started getting really good feedback. And then um, I recognized that the community members of the company I was working for were deaf and hard of hearing. So mm. I learned sign language and I made oh, videos wow. in sign language. And then those did really well. And I recognized the importance of like listening to your audience and their needs and trying to communicate with them in a language that they understand. And then um, I sort of took that throughout my career and I joined a company called Wisdo, which is about connecting people with other people who have been through challenges that they're going through in their life. And I made videos for them. And I just saw that like where I really excelled was being able to convey emotions on screen mm -hmm. and having people recognize. Yeah. So um, I just went with it. And then I started making my own videos and I sort of not even like on purpose. I just like took all of the lessons that I learned back in the cancer ward and I put them into my content. So if you like watch my videos, you can really see like me highlighting some of those times in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How much of the editing do you do now yourself? Everything. Wow. Really? Yeah. Like the motion graphics and stuff? Too? Everything. Wow. Because it's impressive stuff. Like I was. Thank you. Yeah. And just watching some of your videos, the way you like kind of take a silhouette of yourself and then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, so. And stuff. I yeah. Yeah. Really like fun. I love that stuff. But that's also like I collaborated with an artist on that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. So like what are the things that I believe in the most when it comes to content creation is collaboration. Yeah. Like being sure. able to like team up with other people who have skill sets that are completely different than yours. 
Um, but yeah, like um, I try to always just like take it a step further. But um, yeah, but like I love your work because whenever oh, anyone asks me like, what ads do you love? And I would always like reference your work. So oh. this is so cool to be here now. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Thank you very much. Um, I kind of geek out on, the, that's one of the things I noticed mm -hmm. about your videos. That you, you take a lot of care mm -hmm. in, in sort of the graphic design aspect of it, yeah. right? The branding and mm -hmm. everything. It's very clear that you have deep roots in that way and a lot of... Uh, a lot of, of sense that way so i really appreciate that but it's even cooler to hear that like you're doing that kind of stuff yourself which is, yeah, that's, is awesome it's like my favorite part like i feel like most of the magic happenings when i'm editing okay. and that's what like i just i could i could spend all day just editing my editing stuff so what's your go-to program for editing Premiere. You use Premiere and then After Effects, I'm assuming, After Effects, for the yeah. motion graphics. Yeah. yeah, but I also, what's crazy is that, like, people don't even know this because, like, I'm not, like, I didn't go to school for editing or anything like that. Sure, you don't have to. No, so, like. You can learn everything from YouTube. <laughs> you learn everything from YouTube or you, like, just find hacks for the things that you oh, don't yeah. know. So, like, in that video where you see me, like, drawing on myself, I just, like, hacked it together by screen recording my friend drawing it on her iPad and then just keying out the black. Yeah. And it just looks like an animation, but it's really just like hacking the system. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. You do. You make it work one way or another. I mean, that's my, my background is actually similar as far as like hacking goes, because I learned on, on the Adobe systems, I learned Illustrator first mm -hmm. and, and I didn't know as much Photoshop. Mm -hmm. I did learn Photoshop, but there was, I was so second nature in Illustrator mm -hmm. that I did all sorts of design things back in the day. With Illustrator that I for sure should have done with Photoshop, but just kind of made it work, right? Yeah, you just make it work. Uh-huh. Yeah, very cool. Um, well, that's awesome. And so you've been um, making your own videos for – you were making it for clients first and then mm -hmm. kind of found, like, why don't I do this for yeah. myself a little mm -hmm. bit more, right? Mm -hmm. um, what's some of your inspiration that you draw from? Obviously, your time in serving was a big inspiration mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. But as far as, like, where you kind of grab – truth and stuff from in order to to bring that together into your videos where where do you go for a lot of that i think i get i get really inspired by powerful writing okay so i spend if i'm not creating videos and not editing i'm probably reading okay. um and like if i usually like even with some of my own videos like i've found pieces written by really talented writers mm -hmm. that i just visual like i could just in my head, I visualized a video for, and I reached out to the authors of these books, and I was like, I would love to make a video about this. And some of them responded, and one yeah. of them responded, and, like, we became really close and made a bunch of videos together, and, like, those are some of my best pieces. Very cool. So, like, um, I draw a lot of inspiration from from great writing. That's so funny, This because your process is the exact same. So I like to read a lot, too. Yeah. I shouldn't say it's the exact same, but I've had the same kind of thing, like, oh, this book is so cool. I just... I'm just imagining like video content for this. Yeah. They don't have it yet. And like, I mean, obviously we're an ad agency and stuff that, mm -hmm. that deals kind of with bigger clients and stuff that mm -hmm. wouldn't necessarily be doing it with books and stuff. But it's, yeah. I have those ideas flowing to me. I should probably just go out and do them on my own. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, I mean, it's so much fun. Uh -huh. And you know, like I love being excited about something and just like making it come to life. Cause like the pieces that I've been most excited about, I've like found the piece I called up a friend, went out to film with him for like three hours, went to like premiere, started editing and released it that same day. And it has like, I think it has like 15 million views. So like, oh, wow. it's like once you're passionate about something and you're excited about it, yeah. that's like the best feeling. And it's yeah. like, if you feel something strong when you're watching it and editing it, 
other people are also going to feel that way. Let me ask a little bit about, I mean, our, our the name of our podcast is From Poop to Gold. Mm-hmm. So we always ask, when have you had a crappy situation mm-hmm. where things were not great, <laughs> mm-hmm. but then you were able to turn it into something positive? Um, I think, I think even with my videos, um, part of like, so growing up, I grew up in a very religious environment. Like Mm -hmm. my parents were very religious. And, um, as I grew older, I, um, like started exploring the world and, um, exploring my sexuality. Mm -hmm. And that was something that like where I grew up was a big no, no, like you weren't Mm -hmm. supposed to talk about that. It was like really frowned upon. And so when I turned 18, I like really um, sort of became isolated from my parents and my family Mm. and sort of like distanced myself from them and didn't speak to them in years. And um, and a lot of that pain and like those experiences I've I made videos about and I didn't know really what was going to come out of it. But like the amount of people that reached out to me afterwards saying that they've gone through the same thing was incredible. And then like. A few months ago, like my grandfather, who I haven't spoken to in years, um, texted me and he said, like, I was at a wedding last night and one of, you know, my students came up to me and he's in NYU film school. And he said that um, he's a big fan of like you. Mm -hmm. And he said that, like, you're trying to make the world a better place. And I was very proud. Mm -hmm. And it was sort of like this moment where I realized that, like, by taking the experiences that are the most painful to you and trying to turn them into something positive and trying to like share your experience and by being vulnerable, even though I was like terrified to talk about these things on camera. Sure. um, It like got back to me in a way that I never expected. Yeah. And so that was like a very profound moment for me in that experience. It's a big deal for other people when you put yourself out there Mm -hmm. and for, um, for other people to like realize, oh, someone else is experiencing Mm-hmm. the same pain yeah. that I'm, that I'm going through in, in whatever form that takes. Right. Yeah. And, um, and that's, I mean, obviously we come from, um, our, our business is located in a very religious community. Mm-hmm. I'm religious and stuff, mm-hmm. but people take different approaches mm-hmm. on how they respond to things like that. I, I love this idea that you're trying to you're trying to make the world a, a better place for for people that are experiencing similar things to what you've gone through, and mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard when that's that's not the purpose of religion. Isn't to drive a wedge between families. No, at all. And no. so it's really it's really sad when that yeah. actually comes. Yeah, comes and about. it's like and the feedback that I got even from like religious people who were like, "I'm religious, but like if you ever like need any, like to reach out or anything, like we're here for you." So, yeah. so yeah, like I. I definitely like I you see like the best in humanity when like you share those experiences. Yeah. And and yeah, and and that's just like I think one one that really stood out to me. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um okay, so creative process a little bit. You talked about it, how you you gain you gain yeah. a lot of inspiration from books. Mhm. Um but uh, can you elaborate on that a little bit more like maybe for you to pr- produce as much content as you mm-hmm. do? with the regularity that you do and deliver on deadlines and all those kinds of things as well as produce for yourself, mm-hmm. all, all that. Um, wh- what are kind of three guidelines that you go by in, in creating creating videos? Well, the number one guideline that I go through in, make me, in um, creating videos is like a mantra that I call make me care. Okay. So whenever I'm creating a video, I always ask myself, 
why should anyone care about this? And then when I'm outlining the video and storyboarding the video, I try to give the audience three reasons throughout that are sort of, it could be like hidden and subconscious, but like that's sort of my go-to process. And I actually like, I have a course now on like how to create viral videos and this is like sort of all in there, but the way I break it down for people that are like looking to create videos about themselves and tell their story, I always say like the three things that you need to do is the first thing you need to decide on what your master's story is. Like what is the one thing that you stand for that you're always gonna come back to? And that could be like justice, it could be success, it mm -hmm. could be wisdom. For me, it's love. A lot of my videos go back to like heartbreak and relationships. Yeah. Um, and then the the second thing that you need to decide on is like, why should anyone care about that thing? Like what? why is that important to you? And then the third thing is, how do you break those into chapters? And each one of those chapters is a video. So if you're success driven, then maybe one of your chapters is like, how millionaires wake up in the morning, for instance, I did with one okay. of my clients. Yeah. Um, if it's about love and heartbreak, it could be an episode on like loving someone who doesn't love you back. Yeah. And so that's sort of how I do it. And then you're able to really like break down your mission into chapters and those chapters into videos. And it sort of keeps things consistent yeah. for you and for the audience. Oh, very cool. I like yeah. that. It's a really good breakdown. Yeah. Um, and then, so that's kind of your main takeaway. Do you have any other, you, you do a lot of optimization. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Can you talk us through some of that? Like some of your main tips for optimization for, for people that are maybe yeah. kind of getting started out in there. Maybe, maybe they've created a video of some kind, but they want to know how to optimize mm -hmm. to the best content they can. And for those of you listening, optimization being um, testing your audience through ads, essentially, um, uh, or just w with traffic in order mm -hmm. to find out what people are responding to the best. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so um, yeah, can you speak a little bit to that? Yeah, and um, when I like, usually when I speak to like my students about like optimization and stuff, um, I referred a lot to like the packaging of the video. Okay. So for each platform, you need to package the videos a little bit differently. So like we're on YouTube, people are used to sitting down and watching long form content with sound on. On Facebook and Instagram, people are scrolling through their feeds and- They're not turning their sound on. They're not turning their sound on. And it's like, the way that I sort of view it is like, when you're posting a video on Facebook and Instagram, you have to imagine it like you're sitting in a group with a whole bunch of people and everyone's shouting at the same time and you're trying to get attention. This, this just sounds like a wonderful scenario. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, it really makes you feel good about yourself. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so like everyone wants attention and you have to like say something or do something that's like really engaging and out there. And you have to do it visually. And you have to do it visually. So... I always tell people that like the first few seconds of your video are the most important yeah. um, and you should definitely be adding captions and when you're optimizing for a scroll feed you should shape you should sort of cut your video out in a way where you take up as much real estate space as possible so on youtube where you do just standard 1920 by 1080 on facebook and instagram you do 864 by 1080 which is like the maximum vertical size that you can create for on facebook and instagram so that's something that i usually tell um, people that ask me for advice on how to optimize for those platforms. Yes, how to create their format around mm -hmm. that. And so much, and when you when you say, make sure you're adding your captions in, you're not saying adding them in technologically after the fact, you're saying burn them actually yeah, into the Yeah, burn them the onto footage. the video. Yeah, and yeah. if you can, 
like make them part of your visual storytelling process. Like yeah. make the if you can like and get creative with it. Like try to make the captions engaging themselves. Yeah, the typesetting mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. You and I could geek out about this all day long, but I'm sure our <laughs> listeners don't care as much. But no, for sure. Mm-hmm. If, if you have um, a moment where it's not just you know mm-hmm. straight captions across the bottom of the screen, make it more engaging. Blow it up. Make it really branded. Your, yep. Make it your own. So mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah. Um. Anything cool you have coming up that you want to talk about like something something you're really passionate about that you're that you're working on that yeah so i i started this like this viral video making course a few months ago and i sort of went back to the drawing board and what i'm doing now is i'm in the process of creating a video and i think it's going to be like one of my best pieces of content okay. i've created cool. and um i'm documenting the entire process from like when i first thought of the idea to like how I script it and edit it and film it. And I'm sort of documenting that whole process. Kind of behind the scenes. Yeah, and uh-huh. everything. And sort of like, I, I just want to create like a timeline of like what it takes to make a video that impacts millions of people. Yeah. And sort of giving that process away. So very cool. that's in the works now. It's probably gonna be ready in like two months from now. But very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Looking forward to that. So for those of our audience that want to find you online, um, Sarah Snow. Yep. On Facebook. Mm-hmm. On Instagram. Yep. On YouTube. Yeah. All that good stuff. Yeah. Anywhere else that you want them to look you up? Um, yeah, you can visit me on my website. There you go. I am sarahsnow.com. I'm sarahsnow.com. And Sarah, S-A-R-A-H. Yes. Right? Okay. Just to clarify the spelling there. Awesome. Um, we have a gift for you, Sarah. <gasps> Sarah. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, my this goodness. <laughs> um, but... Uh, there's some unicorn gold in here from Squatty Potty. Oh my goodness! Uh, toilet spray, and then also these. Um, this is a newer client. We have a video coming out for them a little bit later this year. But um, Taos bakes really delicious um, oh energy gosh. bars, and there's some keto chow in there as well. But, thank you um, so much. Yeah, no problem. This and then amazing. this wow. is our book from Poop to Gold. Wow, thank you. And this for those awesome. of our audience that are interested in that, you can find that on HarmanBrothersBook.com. But um, that gives a little bit more of our behind the scenes of uh, the creation of these different campaigns. That's amazing. That, that I can't wait to that. read this. I saw this and I'm really excited to have yeah, a copy it. Yeah, it has lots of pictures in it and everything. Oh, so that really makes fun. it. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping that there would be pictures. Yeah, it's all sorts of fun stuff in there. But anyway, thank you so much for co- coming on. Thank you for having me. Stuff. Um, uh, feel free to look up Sarah. Feel free to check out our book at harmanbrothersbook.com. And make sure to like, subscribe, share, comment, all that good stuff. And we'll see you on the next one.